Thank you for listening to the 2x4 Student Podcast, the podcast, two students, by students, for students. Here we are. Welcome, everyone, Woo-hoo. to the 2x4 <laughs> Student Podcast. And this is episode 46. You made it. Congratulations. We do have a, we do have some snackage going on at the table. So if you, if you hear inadvertent crunching or uh, and, and there's like a cup of, with ice sloshing around. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, <laughs> we were just talking about um, ASMR. ASMR. Yeah, and I, I don't remember what anymore what that stands for, but someone right now is screaming at the speaker or their phone as they listen to us to tell us what it is, but ASMR, I don't remember. It's, 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 it's just a little bit creepy to me. I just don't understand. I don't understand the satisfaction or, you know, whatever. Also on the table, and I'm sorry this isn't a video podcast, but also on the table is a gigantic bucket of bazooka bubblegum. Have any of you ever had bazooka bubblegum? No. This, not, this like, I mean, it hits me like nostalgic like that because I'm when I was packaging. like a little kid and riding my, my dirt bike to the 7-Eleven at the end of the street and getting my bazooka bubblegum. Okay, so when you open bazooka bubblegum, there's a little comic inside each bazooka bubblegum. Now, really? the gum itself is not very good. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it, to oh, me, it was good. I to me, it was it, good. I smell it. Gum, to me... It, it's got in order to be good it has to last bazooka gum it'll yeah. it'll last a little a little bit but but it has a, a little comic strip inside every Aww. bazooka gum or bazooka uh, packet, like a wrapper so. or the pack or the pack no like pack. actually inside it was like a separate little thing that you unfold and it was like this little comic oh, yeah cute. yeah so anyway so that's on the table but yeah we also have some food and drink on the <laughs> table but anyway okay so um yeah, so I thought that we would dig into the idea of, and I think this is going to play out in a couple of ways, the idea of <laughs> conflict, the idea of conflict, and how do you deal with conflict in a healthy way? Because conflict is just part of life. You have been in a conflict recently with someone, you are in a conflict recent, or right now, or you're soon going to be in a conflict with someone. That's just the way that life works. Um, so how many, of, how many of you are in conflict right now? Anybody? Like... Big or small, it doesn't matter. Like indirect? I'll listen. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Whatever qualifies as sure. conflict for you. Indirect conflict? Sure, that qualifies. I would say a couple. Okay. <laughs> a couple? Oh, we got a couple going on. All right, wow. good for you. I feel like that's just because I generally get annoyed with people. Okay. But like, so okay. like, I'm not in conflict with like other people. It's more of just like, like, Is it inanimate like- things or like, people. Like, I swear I'm not mean. Like, Inanim- if you- You're sounding you in- pretty mean. Wait a minute. Are you in conflict with inanimate objects? <laughs> Is that what you just said? I'm, I'm so, okay, so, backstory, like, okay. some of you who don't know me. I'm just really competitive, and I've been playing, okay. I started f- tennis, Jerry yes. knows this, yes. but um, I started tennis recently, and it's not like, I play field hockey too, and I've been playing that for the past four years, and I've tried, like, every sport, and field hockey is just amazing, because aggression is, like, a good thing, Yeah. and... You know, if you get mad at the other team, you know, you just, like, trip them, or you, you like, you push into mm-hmm. people, or you hit, hit a ball a really far, yeah. or, yeah. like, you're playing goalie, you just That's why I'm playing chuck, field hockey. Yeah. you just, like, hit the ball super hard, Yeah. and so, but with tennis, like, if you're aggressive, you have to be, unless you're, like, the like a super good tennis player, aggression does not help you. Mm-hmm. It's a game That's of true. patience, and waiting, and, and mental games, mm-hmm. finesse, skill, yeah. and so when you have aggression, it just turns into balls hitting like the fence the or fence going right. out of the like yeah. entire part yeah. of like the court so i've learned pretty quickly that i like 
don't need to be so aggressive yeah. and i'm not like aggressive person unless it's sports like i just want to win mm. i just want to mm. like i just hate okay. losing okay so i'd say right do now you... okay conflict is just learning to be peaceful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that i can get like mad like if my sister and i play doubles and like yeah. i want to ease so easily be mad at her and be like yeah. oh my gosh that's such a terrible hit yeah but i have to realize we're both doing t- like equally not a good yeah. as good but then like we we both do good at things so anyways conflict right now i would say just tennis as a whole because i really like i love it and hate it at the same time okay and then school is a conflict but i mean i guess that's just kind of everybody yeah everybody like i guess yeah. i just hate school but like i also like it so i guess conflict isn't really the best word i would just say annoyance. yeah okay just so, yeah. you're just generally annoyed at life right now it sounds like yeah <laughs> tennis and school. i feel like i'm like the happiest when like i'm just by myself I okay. heard you guys last lost last night. Your um, your well, <laughs> just the look on her face. I don't th- know if we want to talk about that right now. We want to talk about your loss the last monikin. night. Yeah. Um. So conflict. It sounds like okay. When I think of conflict, and you just tell me what you think. When I think of conflict, I think of like you're you've got friction between you and somebody else. Like I don't think well, of like I'm conflict. Like like I'm mad at my car because it won't start or i'm mad at my bank account because it's not big enough that's to me that's not conflict that's just a bummer that's just the thing that's going wrong i have lots of bummers but conflict is like hayden said something and it really just it just got me angry it was insensitive and it was rude (laughs) and yeah um and so now we've got now we've got a conflict so we want we want to um, and you guys you don't have to like share like dirty laundry like past you know grievances and things but um, think about how did you handle that like what's your natural default setting when you get into a conflict with somebody because some people I'll just throw a couple examples out some people will withdraw it's kind of like fight or flight some people will withdraw and they will just kind of like shut down and clam up and some people will just like come out swinging. Like guns blazing, they just like really, really mad, and they just want to fight. Um, and there's, I mean, there are other responses, of course. But when you find yourself in conflict with somebody else, what's your default setting? Like, what is your what is your normal reaction? Um. Well, actually, today there was there's this girl that I mean really annoys me, as Alyssa would say, and because hate is a strong word, mm-hmm. but she really annoys me mm-hmm. and she makes some interesting choices well we were paired together as partners in class and um <clears throat> it was like a group of three and she kept talking to the other girl and then i was trying to do my work mm-hmm. and she was just like trying to copy off of me hmm. and she was like trying everything but like we had like an incident where we weren't like arguing but we were we were just like kind of going back and forth Mm -hmm. and so i was like okay i need to calm down before like i say something or do something that i'm gonna regret later it's not christ-like so i'm gonna calm down and i'm just gonna focus on my work and let her do her work with her other partner because i need some time to myself before i can like speak to her again because i was like i'm just gonna focus on my work put all the past like with her aside and just focus on getting the assignment done yeah so That's I good. guess like what I would do is just like take time to myself and calm down before I do or say anything. That's good. That's a really good practice. Uh, Hayden, what about you? I um, don't, you don't seem like the type that has a lot of conflict in his life, but yeah, maybe he gets in I, a could, lot of fights. I could be totally wrong. 
I usually win them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to get in a fight, you better win. Yeah. Um. Usually when I get in a conflict, it's with one of my sisters um, or my mom. Which, really, like, I don't, not, as I got older, when I was younger, I used to get in arguments with my parents a lot, but not anymore, really. Um, but usually, that's what I, I, I just try to prove them wrong, like, I feel like I'm always right. Yeah. Which, yeah. usually, the thing that you that's have to do. That's a recipe for conflict right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I am right, but they just don't see it. <laughs> oh, and I have to show there. them. <laughs> I mean, that's show, where the conflict I have to show them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You have to give them the gift uh-huh. of your perception, which is always correct. <laughs> well, so, but what I've learned is um, you have to, unless you want to be in a constant argument or uh, you have to compromise somewhat. You have to yeah. listen to the other person. Yeah. And you got to, you can compromise without um, without telling the other person that they're right, yeah. I guess I could say. Mm-hmm. Like, but um, listening to the other person. Or, like, this is for, obviously, an argument. But um, I think really ha- just having an open mind to whether you're wrong or not. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, praying about it, too. And yeah. So. I think that has to do with... Take uh, away your pride. With humble that, yeah, that whole empathy thing and, and kind of trying to put yourself in the other mm-hmm. person's position. Like, yeah. removing yourself from your own mindset and saying, okay, well, what? How how are they looking at this situation? And what might they be feeling? Uh, about it which is you know that's just not our natural tendency because we have a point to prove um we have a fight to win that kind of a thing um and we all we use different tactics you know to win those arguments and win those conflicts but um i have found that one of the best things you can do right off the bat is just to listen yeah just listen to them um there is there's an there's an old saying that goes it takes two to tango and um, if someone comes at you and they're heated or a conflict arises and, you know, it it really takes two people to be elevated in order for it to, mm-hmm. you know, really escalate into something unhealthy. But I found that if I can stay, yeah like, calm and, like, level-headed, it's it's almost like when you, when you like, you know, put a wet rag over a flame. You kind mm-hmm. of, like, you, you disarm the situation. Yeah. Um, before it has a chance to really get a lot bigger. So like what you were saying, Hayden, about just listening, trying to hear the person, trying to like think about, okay, what's mm. their pers- perspective uh, on this? That's, that, that's kind of my, my first um, response. Yeah. I think when I was younger, I used to run away, like not no, physically, no. Yeah, but yeah. kind of like mentally, emotionally, just run away from it and avoid it. But as I've gotten older, I really have learned to just, if there's an issue I want to know about it and mm-hmm. I want to step into it because yeah. I want to be able to address it. Yeah. And I, I think that it takes two to tango analogy goes both ways. Like it takes both of them to tango, but when one stops, <laughs> so does the other one because they don't have Yeah. It. Yeah. So when you go to listen, it, 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 breaks yeah. Down, yeah. it breaks down defenses. Yeah. Keeps the other person from getting all yeah. high and mighty too. So. Yeah. That's true. Um, Jesus um, taught that when you go to a party, don't um, sit in like a place of honor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. First, look for like the humble place. Sit in the low place, um, and then when the MC comes or the host comes or you know the party master comes, oh. <laughs> he'll he'll put you in a place yeah. that you should be a place of honor. 
And um, that has so many applications, that that instruction from Jesus has so many applications, but I think in conflict resolution, I think that's a really good, don't take the proud position. Mm -hmm. Don't take like the arrogant, I'm right, you're wrong position. Um, I think what you want to do is you want to like hear that other person first. And I've also found that that really builds trust and it builds respect. Um, Cause I feel like, I feel like respect is like the secret sauce of conflict resolution. If you can get to a place of like mutual respect um, and listening to one another. Okay. What are some other tactics that you can use in healthy conflict resolution? Or can you think of other like scripture verses or, or teachings um, that might apply to this topic? Um, I think something you don't have to, I mean, let's see, let's see how I word this. Uh, hmm. Let me think for a second. This is going to be good, I can tell. Mm, Gears are turning. Thought yeah. Wow. While she's thinking. Okay, anybody else? Oh, you got, you got something? <laughs> Wait. Okay. I would say, I feel like my biggest thing, I'll give some time for Cassie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would say something I've learned is the listening is, I think, my biggest thing. That's always something that's come natural to me. As much as expressive I, as I am, I feel mm-hmm. like when I'm, in a serious com- conflict, I really like to listen because I don't want to assume that I'm right. Yeah. I want to realize that there is something that made this other person go off. But, like, I think I still have that, like, think like kind of like a thinking. I'm not the most, like, affectionate person. So I'm always like, well, I don't feel like I did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why I have, like, such an incentive to understand why. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I just don't know. And um, sometimes I do. So that's why I let them, like, run. So, like they get it, get it out. Yeah. And I think that's my biggest thing is I think I tried to make sh- other people feel better about the situation mm-hmm. because I know that sometimes people want to be heard. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's my biggest thing with like just listening to people because oftentimes conflict comes from a place, a place of already being destroyed or some, somehow broken down. I don't feel like yeah. conflict comes out of thin air. I feel yeah. Like yeah. Usually it happens when two broken people are already broken down and yeah. you have to have a way of exposure to like, get it out mm-hmm. so i think sometimes just listening and let because that will lead to them be like oh this also happened this yeah. other day or like yeah. something that doesn't even relate to you happen and that's why i'm kind of already fed up yeah so i think that's my biggest thing is like under being understanding and not being ignorant i think yeah. that's my biggest i don't know i think that's something i've learned just culturally and just yeah. through school and through classes i've taken is you meet a lot of different type of people mm-hmm. and not being ignorant to how other people have been raised yeah. and Kind of not being ignorant to the fact that not everybody's Christian and not mm-hmm. everybody yeah, has parents sure. who live in the same house or right. I don't know. So I think that just understanding that they're going to get mad for reasons you don't understand. Yeah. So I think that's my biggest thing. That's good. It kind of goes back to when we talked about, you know, you, you don't know everybody's story and there's always a story behind behaviors and attitudes and words that people say. There's always a story and very seldom do we know the whole story. So just giving people grace and just being able to, I don't know, take a deep breath and mm-hmm. let them be where they are. Cassie, it came back to you, I could tell. It came back. Okay, good. Um, So I think a good way to, like, solve something is give them some space. Mm-hmm. And, like, for example, I had an issue with someone and they took it kind of the wrong way mm-hmm. and just went down a different path and we had like 
no communication yeah. like for a while yeah. and still don't. Mm-hmm. But I want to use the people around me to make sure they're okay. Mm-hmm. Like I want to make, like I want to let them know that I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still here for them. And I think once like they realize that and you both have some time, that's when you can like slowly come back together and come to like a conclusion. Mm. And I heard this quote, it kind of hit, me in the gut it said i still want to see you eat just not at my table i was like huh i was like that's interesting because i mean obviously forgiving someone is going to take some time but Mm -hmm. we always have to forgive Mm -hmm. and so i think just that time apart and that space can give you like that reassurance everything will be okay Mm -hmm. yeah that's good um okay so as we kind of turn the corner and, and make things practical um, I would like to just kind of throw out a suggestion. I'd love to hear your responses on it. Um, when there is conflict between you and another person, I think it's good to kind of have some ready-made beginnings of statements that you can make. I feel, or I am blank, I am frustrated. And you put whatever the emotion is, whatever the, the reality is, because, and then you explain why. I think if you took if you were to come to them not in a, like a huff or anger or fuming or you know whatever maybe you give us some time like Cassie was talking about give us some time but you in whatever way you can you say here's how I'm feeling about this because and then you explain why you feel that way to me something like that can just open up the door of at least a conversation just so that there can be understanding going both ways and then you ask the other person how do you feel and what is it that's causing you to feel that way and let them kind of reciprocate and say well i feel because let's face it we are very not only are we emotional people we're emotionally driven people when we get upset about something those emotions whatever they are drive our decisions and whether that's good or bad they drive our decisions so it's okay to acknowledge that feeling but then Give it some legitimacy by explaining to them, here's why I feel that way. Hayden, I feel angry because you told me that my head is bald. And I already know my head is bald. <laughs> Come on, and Hayden. The fact that? that you pointed it out in front of everyone and Gosh. then just pointed and laughed. Why wasn't I here for this? That, no. that made me feel upset. And it made me feel insecure when I already feel insecure about my lack of hair, Hayden. I'm sorry, so, wow. Yeah, it's okay. Please forgive me. I totally made up that situation. Uh, Hayden never did that, nor nor would he. And as far he, as we know. And if he did, I wouldn't care because I know I'm a bald man and I'm okay with that. But I think just identifying the emotion and explaining the emotion to the other person and then letting them do the same thing. Okay. So that's, that's my idea. What do you think of that? Or what are some of the, your other ideas? Cause we want to, we want to leave on kind of like a practical note. Well, I would say uh, a practical way of not, not only identifying the emotion or the action that caused it, um, I always like to assess like how I handle situations and how the other person handles yeah. situations. Because I know I'm a, a more practical person. So yeah. when I look at a situation, I go, this is what you did. And I don't tend to think about how it made me feel. Yeah. 
and so I think not to throw my sisters under the bus, but um, That's when we get what I am. <laughs> <laughs> when we get into a lot of like Kara and I play doubles together, yeah. and a lot of times she's visibly frustrated, yeah. and yeah. me I'm like, oh, I just want to have fun. This is like a game, right. and I think you know. So sometimes I'm just like, why are you feeling this way? Like what? Yeah. Like I'm like, how can I make it better? And I think I've gotten to a point where it's like I can't attack her and be like, why are you feeling this way? Yeah. I just I've gotten to a point where I'm like okay, what do we do to do differently? Yeah. And I think that's another version, kind of like what Hayden said of compromising. You have to come to a compromise of like, this is my personality and mm-hmm. it's not going to change overnight. So I'm not going to become yeah. a super emotional yeah, yeah. person, but it's about when you get into a conflict, you can't be like, oh, that's so stupid. Right. Like, yeah. Or you, and if you know you're more help. like an analytical or practical person who doesn't, express a lot of emotion it doesn't mean it's not there it's just that's not how you think about it so if you're that type of person you have to go to the other person who if they're super emotional and super expressive they might not think about the action they just might think about how it made them feel and so you need to come to them with kind of more of a listening approach and be like hey like what did like how do you feel like how can i change that like what Mm -hmm. do you need from me instead of being like how do we fix this yeah because that's how i want to approach a lot of situations so i think if some practical advice would just be analyze what type of person you are and that will help you in every conflict because you're going to have to realize you can't come go into conflicts with a certain way mm-hmm. of handling it if that mm-hmm. person's different. Yeah. So I think look at the situation before you attack it yeah. and try to be open ears but also know what you want out of the situation. Yeah, that's good. And just always be open to forgiveness because that's just yeah, main really point good. number one. That's really good. Um, yeah, that whole matter of forgiveness. I think I think another, and this is just super general um, expression, and you can you know personalize it, customize it. But I think at some point, if you say something along the lines of, "Would you?" and maybe even sooner than later, "Would you forgive me for my contribution or what I did for you know that contributed to this friction between us or you know whatever." I've never had a situation when I come to the person taking a posture of humility and me taking ownership and me asking forgiveness, like almost right off the bat, it just really um, kind of brings the whole tension down, you know, in the, in the situation. And I'm not, and I'm not being manipulative. Like I really am sorry for my part in, in the conflict. So um, that's another thing that we'll just kind of throw in there here at the very end. Well, this is uh, hopefully this has been a really it's been a really great conversation. I appreciate what everyone has added, and for our listeners, I hope it's practical and helpful and encouraging, and maybe give you give you some tools if you got a conflict that you're dealing with. Maybe you know maybe a little bit better about what you can do to maybe help resolve that. So, anyway, thanks, friends. Thanks for joining us. It's been another great episode, and I uh, can't wait to see you next time. Thank you for listening to the 2x4 Student Podcast, the podcast, two students, by students, for students.